he, they took a commentary from 1965 and applied video to it today. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't want you to watch the video. I almost didn't want to put it up because I didn't want to burden you. I didn't want to make you heavy today. But what I would like you to know is that we have freedom in Christ. In other words, that would tell you that you live in a world that is dying and going to hell. What I want to tell you today is you live in a world that's alive in Christ and moving towards the kingdom of God. That's the great divide. And when I saw the video, I went over and I began to write some things down. It, it, it did something to me. It's like, wow, things are coming to pass. Things are moving. Whether we like it or not, whether we participate in it or not, things are moving. And I asked God, I said, God, show me something. What am I feeling? What, what is it that you want me to see? And I saw division. And, and part of that's probably because every time we watch the television, we're a nation divided. And so I began to think about division. And I began to think about the church being divided. Corporately. And how if we could join together in unity, that we could put out all that's going on here. In other words, I felt, I believe that it is impossible for Satan to dethrone God from this earth just as he could not dethrone him from heaven. All Satan did in heaven was cause division. He was able to get other angels to follow him. God put him in a place of authority. And he abused it. He began to take other angels and persuade them to go the way he wanted to go. Satan did not dethrone him. He was removed from heaven. And he will be removed from the earth. I believe that with all of my heart. It is something that God created. It is God's. The earth in my mind belongs to God. No matter what I see. Because we don't live by what? We live by faith. I want to read to you today from Galatians. One of these days I'll learn to get these ready. Uh, chapter 5, verse 1. Paul said, Stand fast, stand firm. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. That, that video would almost apply bondage, a yoke of bondage to us. 
Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, now listen to this, Christ will profit you nothing. To be circumcised means to live by the old covenant, by the law. In verse 4, if you have become estranged from Christ, you attempt to be justified by law. If you do that, you have fallen from grace. So when I read that, what I saw is that Christ would profit me nothing and that I would fall from grace. And if you move up to verse 7, and I love this. You ran well. You were doing good. You were on the right path. You had that freedom in you. What happened? Who hindered you from obeying the truth? The truth is Jesus Christ. Listen, I want you to, get, I want you to take the ripest apple on the tree, which was the United States of America, and for today I want you to, to make the ripest on the trap the ripest apple on the tree, the, you. Do you experience true freedom in Christ in your life? That's what I want you to ask. That's what I ask myself. God, am I truly free in you? Is, is it all over me? Do I dance like nobody's watching? Do I love like I'll never be hurt? That's true freedom. Where'd I stop at? Somebody help me. Oh, you ran so well. Who hindered you? And you know, I looked at that and I said, what hindered me? What kept me from obeying the truth? The fact that I stepped out and did something only to get crapped on? I stepped out and I, and I did this, which I thought I was to do, and it backfired in my face. Is that, is that hindering me today? My uncle just grabbed me when we were walking out and he said, that's what's hindered me, Chad from experiencing the true freedom in Christ. I allowed some guy to run his cattle on the back of my property and he took a dozer and dozed all my fence underground. I have no fence now. Now he was just giving examples of what you do, the things that hinder you. He did it out of the kindness of his heart, trying to experience the true freedom of Christ in him and what do what God would have him do only to lose something. And that hinders us. I'm just using it as an example. Some, something can happen in our lives. Why, God? I did this for you. I did, I did that for you. Listen, I don't think any of us are above and beyond going to God and questioning. True freedom. I want us to get that today. I want you to remember two words. From, to. To cross that great divide, we've got to go from, 
2. This persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. In other words, whatever has hindered you did not come from God. I'm just saying, it's saying there. Verse 10. But I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, no other mindset, no other mentality about you. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. So if somebody's pulling you out of the freedom or whatever, or in your own mind, or even in what, God will deal with that. Verse 14, for all of the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Too easy, isn't it? So some of us think. Verse 15, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. It's another division. Obviously, you wouldn't want to bite and devour one another unless you disagree. And disagreement is division. Verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the Spirit. So we know what fulfills the law. Now, what I want to say off the bat is liberty and freedom does not give you a free pass to become a hellion. I think common sense in each of our minds will tell us that. I don't need to spend a whole lot of time on it. But when you are in the freedom, when you have experienced the liberty and the freedom, you then ask the Holy Spirit into your life then the Holy Spirit will lead you, guide you, and direct thee. He will direct thee in the ways that I'm to go. Through prayer and reading and seeking Him first. That's how He will lead me. And through discernment. Knowing that if I go this way and there's something in me, that says don't do it, that I have enough joy in my life, enough reason in my life to know that I want to stay in the freedom. Because if I step into that, I may lose the freedom. Or vice versa, if He opens a door for us to go through where He needs us to serve or He needs us to help someone that we have the discernment and the Holy Spirit in us that will lead us that way and that we become a people so that we can retain our freedom that will do, not just hear, but do what He has asked us to do. Verse 17, For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another look at verse 24 and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires and I liked what it said in this other translations 
those who belong to Christ have nailed their natural, their human nature, their natural evil desires to his cross and crucified them. So you naturally will die through time to that stuff. In other words, once you invite him, it's not, I don't know how to explain it, it's a process. Like everything else, it's a process. I don't watch it, I'll get way ahead of myself here today. I asked God, I said, how, how do you want me to see this? How, how can I, first of all, when you're asked to speak, you have to have these points, you know what I mean. There's certain things that have to fall in place so that I can somehow transfer what's in me to you and be successful at it. What keeps us from crossing? First of all, as we saw in there, it could be someone in your ear. Someone telling you there really is no freedom. That there's always this certain kind of bondage. You have to give up this and you have to give up that and blah, blah. You have to do this. And, and it weighs on you. If you don't do this, you'll be cursed. That weighs on us. That's not freedom. That's not what He came to do. I do not believe that God curses His people. I believe that you can hinder His blessing. Whether you, however you want to sort it out in your mind, that's what I believe. Because the New Covenant says, I have liberty and freedom in Him. And that He came and died for me, for my sins, so that I might live, not die. Teresa told me not to look so serious, so I've got to kind of shake that off. What keeps us from crossing? Lack of experience in true freedom. You cannot explain an experience to someone no matter how hard you try, no matter how pretty of a picture you can paint, no matter what kind of movie. You can watch a movie and it can pull you into that movie, but you still don't know the experience. So when someone else has experienced true freedom, we almost look at them like they're free, dumb. You can't have any intelligence about you and be that free. Guilty of it. But I'm crossing over. I'm not going to look at it that way anymore. The mindset, which we talked about, it becomes a mentality in our lives that 
it's human nature. It's society telling us that whatever you get, you must earn. No pain, no gain. If you don't earn it, you're not going to get it. And I believe in a lot of that, but it's not true in Jesus Christ. It's just a sacrifice of you. It's just being willing. It's just accepting Him. It can't be that easy. The mentality that tells us, as I said earlier, that the, the great divide can be as narrow as the binding in your Bible. That somehow we get this mindset that it's not, we have to earn it. I've been there. I've done it. Something say, not go so well for me. Life. How many know it's probably easy to die, it's harder to live. Life comes your way. And so something happens, and it doesn't happen the way I had anticipated God was going to do it for me or whatever, so I wonder why. What did I do wrong, God? Listen, I'm going to the old man a couple weeks ago. Are you cursing me? Are, are, are you doing this to me because I didn't do something right? So I, I step back over into... And I'm like, I can do this. And like I said earlier, even though no one has ever been able to live over here, no one since the first two that were put in the garden. All the way through Saul, David. Come on, bring them on down. Nobody. That's why God, you know, I, I can't sit and say God said, oh Lord, I'm going to have to send them a Savior. I just pictured it that way. Nobody can do it. They all still want to try. But what happens when you get back over here? You fail. Because you can't do it. Failure sets in. Who loves the sense of failure? What comes with the sense of failure? Depression. And then the next thing you know, you're easing on down, you're feeling heavier. Nothing is light in you. There's no way in the world you're dancing like nobody's watching. And then bondage sets back in on you. What did I do wrong? So, it, you did not benefit by coming back over here. So then someone, hopefully, thank God somebody can grab a hold of you and bring you back over here into the freedom where you can rise up, He can put His hand into your life again because you now have got hold of what it is that He came to do for you. A mindset, a mentality in us for some reason will have us believe that Jesus Christ came and lived for us that we might die for Him. When it's totally the opposite. He came and died for you, sacrificed His life for you that you might live. You can't live over there in that bondage. You can't live over there in the failure. So step over the great divide. I call it the great divide because it is a battle it, to stay. And I told God last week, I am staying. I'm not going back. I know what's over there. I know there's lessons to be learned. I know that I can benefit from it. 
But I'm staying over here in the freedom that you came and gave your life for thee. I'm not messing around with it anymore. I don't have time. He doesn't have time. He needs his church to move on. We have this doubt, fear. Fear keeps us. We feel we're not worthy or good enough. All these things set in our minds. When I left the movie and I went over and I wrote down some things, if I were the devil, and I wrote down, I would keep the people of God bound up in their mindset so as to never experience the liberty and freedom that they have in their Christ Jesus. You know, when you, when you cross over, when you decide that you're going to get over here in the freedom and you're going to stay here, you go from fear to fearlessness. And you will go from failure to success. And you will go from unworthy to worthy. It's a decision. It's a choice. That's what life is. Decisions and choices. You have to make up in your mind that you're not going back. Number two, why do we need to cross? So that we might have life, newness of life. Because of the cross and the benefits thereof. There's benefits for what He's done for us. And I, I, I thought of it this way. Everybody usually takes benefits. If you're looking at a new job and you're going to leave your old job and they're offering you more benefits over here, how many of you would sit down and take the time to figure up the cost of those benefits? Whether what it's costing your employer or what it would cost you. But a lot of times we won't take the time to sit down and factor in the cost of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We seem to ignore it. Nobody ignores their benefits here on earth, but we will ignore the benefits or forget about them or not show up to pick them up. It would be like having a 401k and when the time came you could draw from it and never go get it. Please give me the account number. So that we can take those benefits and those profits and move forward. Move in Christ and go after what it is that He would have us go after. To exercise our faith. And to live by faith and not by sight. Listen, what we're living in, we've not seen yet. The promises of God, we've not seen them yet. So it's, it's like invisible. So, when you're going after something that you can't see, you're going after it in faith. And that's what He wants us to move in is our faith. And when you have the freedom, you can move. When you're bound up, you're not going anywhere. And we all need to get free and move on. To press on in faith and not be hindered. To allow His Holy Spirit to control our lives and underline the word allow. 
You can stop the Holy Spirit. You have the power to stop the Holy Spirit if you so choose or desire to lead your life into good or out of bad. I live in a world that's alive in Him and in pursuit of my inheritance of the kingdom of God. That's the progression of God. I choose to go from death to life. I choose to go from bondage to freedom. And I choose to go from darkness into light. The light of Him. The light that came for me. That He will be a light unto my path. What is the progression of Christ? What is it that we're supposed to be going after? What are we here for? We're here to do a lot. We're here to, to go forward in the kingdom of God, bring people with us, and go after our inheritance of the kingdom of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And along the way, treating our neighbor as we would want ourselves to be treated. I want to go from seed to harvest. Who wants to plant a seed and never go get the harvest? And I, I pictured, God showed it to me this way. Imagine in the front of your Bible is a seed. And in the back of your Bible is the harvest. It's a progression. Everything God does is a progression. Everything God has set in motion starts small and gets big. In the beginning, all the way to the end, I am returning with your reward. The harvest. And everything God expects in our lives, it's not like anybody's going to jump into God, I believe, and just be all that. It's a progression daily in our lives. I spoke on the will of God at the men's meeting and how God showed me that you're so worried about my will for you ten years from now that you have totally forgotten the day you're living in. The whole day passed. And you did not do one thing for me today because you were trying to figure out this fireworks thing going off of what I have for you. When I have you on the earth today to do my will. That, that progression is the way that God leads us into our inheritance. Many of us have heard of wills that are written out to their children, and they say, if we are to pass before our children are of a certain age, only give them this much of their inheritance when they're 18, this much when they're 21, and so on. But why? Because their parents are wise enough to know if we give it all to them at the age of 18, it'll all be gone by the time they're 19. They don't have the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding that they need, they don't understand the value of a dollar just yet. They don't even know there's an electric bill to be paid. So you're going to give them 
all of their inheritance at once. There'll be 25 motorcycles and four cars and boats, all these things that will not benefit their life and their needs. So, the kingdom of God, what does God tell us? For now, it's in us. That's what He's given us. And we're moving toward, we only have part of it, but we got to move on to get the rest. And I thought, God, thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want my inheritance. Who wouldn't go want to get something they didn't have to work for? That's what inheritances are. I never will forget one time on the topic, my dad was sitting there, and I don't know what got us on the subject, but somebody had gotten their inheritance or whatever, and he reared back in the chair and looked over at me. He said, uh, I don't know what you're thinking right now, son, but you need to go get your own. I'm spending mine. <laughs> and I wasn't wise enough to believe him. But Jesus Christ is not spending His. He's leaving it for us. And, and we've got to get the right mindset. We've got to get the right um, freedom in our hearts and, and in our minds and in our souls. How many people have felt that the Holy Spirit in their heart has led them to do something and allowed their mind to stop them? It needs to be throughout us. That freedom needs to be all in us so that we can be blessed now so that we can get a little bit more I feel like I'm still at the 18 stage I want to at least make it to my 21 stage and get a little more but that's what we do daily why because everything God does is a progression it goes from small to big this word is a progression all the way through it. When you start in Genesis and read the Revelations, your life will progress. What He did progressed and what will happen to us will be true progression. To move towards the full inheritance. We only have part now. And I want to know this. When's the last time that you wanted to share your inheritance with somebody? Were you grabbed somebody and said, come to church with me. Come and learn about this freedom. Come and learn about this inheritance you have. I don't know if you know about it, but you have one. God has something for you, just as He has me. There's no difference, even the least of those. Sometimes we want to cross back over that great divide. You know why? I'm just going to say it. I'm going to live in a different level in heaven. My inheritance is going to be a little bit bigger than this guy's because I earned it. I'm not sharing my inheritance with anybody. It's mine, all mine. I don't know whether or not there's going to be levels in heaven or any of that, and I don't want to get into that. But, 
All I know is there is an inheritance there for me. And whatever level I make it in on, if somebody walks up to me and tells me I'm going to be on the lower level, you know what? I'm not going to allow that to hinder me. Because Paul said, who hindered you? What hindered you? What did you hear? What happened? What held you back? Only if you would have moved on a little bit further in progression before you gave up or went back or laid down or stopped. From seed to harvest, from to death to life, bondage to freedom, darkness to light, fear to fearlessness, unworthy to worthy, failure to success. Seed to harvest. That we move forward. That we know it's a progression. Everything is going to get better. Don't let what you see, don't let what you hear bring you down or hinder you in the things of God and what He has for you. I have a very small homework request of you. I want you to read Galatians 5 for yourself. As many times as you want. In whatever translation you want. Because there's freedom in that. Whatever it takes for you to understand it. For it, for it to get into your spirit and into your mind. That there's not this death mentality over serving God. That you have to give up something or you have to leave something or your life won't be the way you think you want it to be. That's what keeps people. It's a selfishness, but hey, that's what we are. I can't, well, if I, if I start going to church and loving God, and I can't go do this anymore. Well, you know what? That's between you and God shouldn't be between you and the church. That's between you and God. And if you're not to be there anymore, I promise you without a doubt, God will let you know. He'll let you know. He'll put something in you that'll make you so sick, you won't want to go back to that. Been there, done that. And yes, I had to have somebody tell me, I had somebody tell me I shouldn't do that. I went and did it anyway. Then God said, you're not going to do this anymore. And that's when I got the revelation. Because my personality has always sought freedom. And my personality has always been one that I want to learn it the hard way. Because of my choices and my decisions, I learned the hard way. I'm not saying it's for everyone. You better... <laughs> You better be ready for some bumps and some bruises and some hurts and some scrapes. You better be ready for it if you want to learn the hard way. You want to learn the easy way, just listen. But you know, you know why listening doesn't work? Because they haven't experienced it. That experience thing. It can be all so good and it can be all so bad. 
But I want you to read Galatians 5. And I want you to remember this. If you have to write it down, write it down. It's not very hard. From to. And I want you to go to the book of Malachi, to the last book, to the last verse, to the last word. Then I want you to go to the very first sermon that Jesus preached once He came on the scene. And across the Great Divide, and in Matthew, Jesus comes on the scene, John the Baptist baptizes Him, and He goes to preach His very first message. And I want you to read the very first word that He spoke. The very first word that came from His lips. And I want you to go from the last word and to the first word. I want you to do it yourself. I want you to say it out loud if you want to because I want to give you the freedom in it. I don't want to ask you to say it here in the service thinking, oh my gosh, I have to say this because my neighbor's going to hear me. Or... I want you to say it on your own. I want you to have the freedom in because nobody can force freedom on you. But where do you want to go? What do you want to be? From to. That's moving forward. Ask yourself at some point through all this, God, and ask God, do I have it all? Do I have all the freedom? In other words, everything that you came and did for me, God, do I have all that I need right now? Do I have all that you want me to have where I'm at right now? Or has something died in me? Have I went from life to death? Or have I gone from death to life? Do I feel I'm overeducated? Am I an overachiever, God? Do I already know it all? Is it already in me, or is there something else you would like to show me, God? Because Chad said it's a progression, that it's not over till it's over. That we've not yet received the full harvest. But I want you to find freedom today. And if you're a non-believer, do it. Ask yourself, do I want that freedom? Read Galatians 5. Get it for yourself. Look that last word up in that first word. And ask yourself, do I want to go from that to that? God will minister to you. Whether you think He will or you're worthy enough or you deserve it, He will, I'm telling you. Close your Bible. You don't own a Bible? Call somebody else and ask them to look it up for you. But accept Him. Step into His freedom. And, and know that it's a process. That what needs to fall off will fall off and what needs to come on will come on.